Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Bench. This is a podcast for athletic directors, coaches, and leaders, and it's done by three athletic directors from Iowa. I'm Todd Gordon from Greene County in Jefferson, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get to today's podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench, and you are listening to Season 2, Episode 26 on a fine June day, the last Sunday in June we're recording, and uh, hot one out there today. We had a little graduation today out on the track and uh, went really well. A lot of fun and uh, limited it to uh, kids' parents coming and, and uh, immediate family and uh, having spaced out on the bleachers and kids on the track and really worked out well. So uh, hats off to the Green County Class of 2020. I saw there were several other graduations uh, around this weekend as well. Scott, did Centennial have one? Did I see that? Yeah, we were. We were at Hilton Coliseum on Saturday. It was the quickest graduation ceremony I've ever been at in my life. <laughs> yeah. So, so you guys both did Ankeny and Centennial the same day there then? Yeah. Okay. Ankeny did theirs at 11, and we did ours at 1. Okay. Two hours in and out. Yeah, that's pretty quick. Yeah, so Ankeny did there. I think we got ours done in like 45 minutes. Pretty much just reading names for you guys? Pretty much. They did it like a brief intro and then announced names, flipped the tassel, and walked out. Yep. That's good. You guys' kids got that. Yeah. It was nice. It was, uh, it was, it was very nice. I was kind of happy it went off the way it did. I think we only had like just probably a handful of kids that couldn't come. I was yep. really surprised. We had two options. From 12 to 2, they could come today if they just wanted to do individual families. So we had 14 oh. sign up for that who okay. came one family at a time came into the stadium. And they read their name just like they were doing it normal. And the family was in the bleachers. They'd clear out. The next family would come in. And... Uh, so we did that for a couple hours, and then 2 o'clock we had the regular ceremony with, I think there were maybe 70 other kids that were there for that, that part. So uh, that was the big one, obviously, but it was, turned out really well. But, hey, here we go. We are uh, going to get moving here. But, hey, first, let's hear about a couple of our sponsors. Well, hometown ticketing, Scott. Are you an AD interested in saving time or making your job a little less stressful? Are you looking for ways to improve your fan experience of your games? Well, we suggest you take a good look at Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing provides schools with every, everything needed to offer professional-level online ticketing at absolutely no cost to your school or athletic program. Hometown integrates industry-leading technology directly into your existing school or athletic website. 
This provides your fans with a simple and easy ticket buying experience that takes place directly on your website. Without the need to create an account, remember a password or download an app. From individual game tickets to customized season pass programs, our friends at Hometown Ticketing can customize an entire ticketing platform for your program. And the best part, it doesn't cost your athletic program anything to get started. So visit www.hometownticketing.com to enroll your school today. That's www.hometownticketing.com. All right. Very good. Yeah. Monty Hall right here. What's that? Monty Hall right here. <laughs> Which, uh... Which door are you going behind? <laughs> What's door? I'm going to take door number two. Ah, well, door number two is hometown ticketing. Let's see what's behind door number three, Aaron Stecker. Could you tell us about that? Behind, behind door number three, let's talk to you guys about Gipper. You want your athletic program to stand out on social media? Well, now you can by using Gipper. Using Gipper, you can create and share professional sports graphics to social media in seconds on any device and without needing design experience. Try Gipper out for free at gogipper.com backslash athletics. Gipper has also now gotten into the podcast arena, and you can listen to them by searching for Standout. It'll be hosted by Matthew Glick. Uh, it's a great podcast uh, if you haven't checked that out yet. And uh, thanks to Gipper for their support of Beyond the Bench and for all their work they've done for ADs. Yeah, that's what's behind three. That's door number three. And how about the new feature they just rolled out this weekend? Scheduling of your posts. I, I used it last night, and I did it uh, for the graduation post today. So that was that's a great feature to be able to schedule that and have it go out when we want. That so, is nice because you can block off just one part of one day early in the week or something like that and, and set them up for the week versus yeah trying to every day to get to it. So mm -hmm. well, then back to door number one and behind door number one, uh, we have Varsity Bound, Varsity Bound HQ, uh, another one of our sponsors, and uh, boy, what a what a great thing they've been doing this summer. They've been very active. Obviously, the biggest thing that we've all been using has been the app and the uh, checking in, having our kids uh, send that in, put in their any symptoms or lack of symptoms and their temperature, and then having that app be able to populate that and get it right to our coaches uh, immediately. And so that's been great. And uh, just everything else they've been doing with their website, all the streaming that you can now go on online and just go to any game in the state almost it's streaming and you can um, go watch or listen, but it's really been fun to kind of pop in and, and kind of watch some, some games. Um, and I've been able to use that a few times at some away games as well when I haven't been there and just see, watch our kids play. So a lot going on with varsity bound and uh, that's behind door number one tonight. And speaking of behind door number one, well, here comes our guest out of the blocks. <laughs> Sam Schill, and Sam is with us uh, from Varsity Bound, and uh, we're going to learn a lot more about Varsity Bound and Sam as well tonight. So, Sam, welcome to Beyond the Bench, and thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, guys, uh, thanks. I, I don't think I've ever had a chance to talk to all three of you at one time, so this is, this is fun. <laughs> I don't know if that's a blessing or a curse. There, I know. You, <laughs> we're going to find out. We will find out for sure. No, thanks for having me on. You bet. And uh, we look forward to uh, learning more about you. And uh, again, just so thankful for Varsity Bound, what they've been doing for everybody across the state of Iowa. So, uh, but Sam, let's, let's meet, talk a little bit about Sam. You get to talk about yourself a little bit here. 
Uh, tell us a little bit, you know, anything you want about yourself, your past, kind of what led you to where you are today and kind of your journey to where you are today, if you could. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, thanks. Good question. And, uh, um, of course, it's my story. It's going to be a fun one. Um, <laughs> as we, I'm an Iowa kid, um, and uh, I grew up loving sports, just absolutely loving everything I could, any ball or anything I get my hands on. That was a lot to do with my dad. My dad had the flexibility um, in his career. He was a construction guy, um, ran a company, and but you know was able to get off at 3:30 and you know load the truck up and bust down to a little league practice or get me to basketball or what whatever it was obviously much different youth sports landscape than it is today but he was able to really be there for me and I, I really loved everything I did I loved the competition side the friendship side all of that and that definitely continued to carry with me through high school as I participated in cross country and played basketball and uh, but really fell in love with the sport of golf. Um, uh, and uh, ended up ha with an opportunity to play college golf actually at Northern Iowa um, up in Cedar Falls um, when I graduated. And you notice I didn't talk a lot about education at that. And uh, <laughs> I just talked about sports because for high school, for me, I, I just didn't, I don't know, whether it, it, edu education side of things and the, whether it was the system at place or the way I'm wired at school, I could get through it, but not, nothing really engaged me in a significant way. So I was look back and really thankful for sports because it wasn't for the coaches that I had and some of that, it would have been an, probably a much different road for me um, through that. But I, after graduating from you and I had a really great time um, playing golf there, really great time is another shaping experience for me. And, and uh, I loved, I just loved everything about golf. I, I and um, so that was a good road for me to take. And again, um, <laughs> I did get some educational experiences in there too, but I'll be honest with you, it was a lot about golf. Um, so, uh, <laughs> and I love that. I really thought I was gonna be a golf pro, whether I played professionally or was a, as a, like a, a head pro at a golf course teaching. I really loved it. And I loved interacting with people around the game of golf. I really thought I wanted to do that. But towards my end of my college career, I, I, I'd been around enough golf courses and golf pros for them to tell me that you don't actually get to play golf when you're a golf pro at a teaching pro at a golf course, because you're just there every day and you're running the business, you're managing things, you're given a few lessons, but you don't get to play. And I'm like, well, that's kind of against what I wanted to do. I wanted to play. Um, so I, I started thinking about different things. And at that same time, I, I also decided it was time I had been dating um, what then would be my wife. And uh, towards my senior year, I, we got engaged and I started um, thinking a little differently about life at that stage. <laughs> uh, rightfully so. Um, and then I ended up moving back to Ames, where I was kind of originally from. Never thought I would do that. You know, a lot of kids that grow up in Iowa, I'm sure you hear about this at schools, say, I'm gonna, I am gonna, got to get out of Iowa. I got to get out of here for a while and do that. But, uh, you know, a lot of us get stuck here. Um, and being stuck here is a good thing because um, Central Iowa and, and Iowa in general is a great place to be. There's no question about it. Um, so I ended up getting married and, and, and building a career in marketing um, you know, working for an agency in the Des Moines Ames area and then having kids and, and, and kind of living a pretty, um, um, uh, uh, I was, you know, I was really satisfied with what I was doing for a number of years. But then my kids got a little older. It started to change because I remembered what it was like as a kid and my dad could bust out of work and coach me. And I started getting around the age where my kids were starting to get into stuff. And I'm like, I had a good, I had a good I had a job. I could work it hard. I traveled a fair amount. I was like, I don't want to do this though. I don't know if I want to travel. I want to be home. I want to have, I want to get my kids that same opportunity that my dad gave me um, and my mom gave me from, and, and so I sort of said, well, how am I going to change this? Well, I said, oh, I got to, 
I got to change my career. And so I want, I, I always had an entrepreneurial itch. My grandfather and my father were both entrepreneurs and ran businesses. Um, but they ran construction businesses, which I learned really quickly in the summer in between playing golf, working construction was, uh, I needed air conditioning. I wanted to find something. Uh, I didn't get stuck outside. So I transitioned and, and, and just, I said, got a, got a off nice cushy office job. Um, but, um, the entrepreneurial bug bit me hard. And, uh, my, my, one of my best friends, Nathan Hale and I started a couple different companies that had very mild success on, on the side. There were side hustle companies while we were working on other jobs. And then, uh, while doing that, met, uh, uh, two guys that are now a huge part of my life named Rob and Tom Lynch. Um, they're actually co-founders with me and Nathan and Todd Lawler and Brian on varsity bound. And they saw that we were trying to do all this stuff on the side and said, Hey, if you guys focused in your marketing and communications and sales efforts, along with your passion, with our technical abilities, I think we could really have something here. And I, I, I knew those guys a little bit from being in town here in Ames, but didn't know them real well. They flagged us down and then we started um, a company called Turning Machine together um, that uh, um, I know many of you guys are a bit familiar with a tournament software that was developed around youth sports, club sports. We worked with large companies that ran tournaments in the youth sports world all around the country and we started that in 2011. But what's, real, what, what's really interesting um, for me in that, that stage is that when I quit my job, my wife was pregnant with our third child. Um, and uh, I was going to quit my job, to, and I had a good job, and I was going to quit it to try something with some old golf, Robin Tom old golf buddies of mine. Um, and that, that was my plan. And so I still, <laughs> I still look back today and say, I have a really good wife. So that whole part about me stopped playing golf and focusing on my oh, wife was, turned out now, to pay off. <laughs> how did that conversation on the dinner table go the first time? Well, let me tell you what I'm thinking, hon. <laughs> you knew I wasn't normal for a long time, so that – I had a track record of trying to do some things, but you know, I think, and I don't know how about you guys have had this in your life, but there's a point in time where you feel like a chapter maybe has ended and a new one's opening. And mm -hmm. I just really felt that way. And, um, I had also gained some, uh, just some enough entrepreneurial endeavors to know that there's some risk involved in life to do something special. And, um, so it would, it was a, not a, out of the blue conversation, obviously, because I don't know if anybody could pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while to get there, but when we did, it was, uh, I kind of had a six month runway to figure out whether this turning machine thing was going to work or not. And that was in 2011. And then, um, by, um, um, about six months in, we knew we really had something pretty special starting there. And we ended up figuring out some ways to make that happen. And just as we made that happen and realized that enough of us could make money doing this, um, an, another giant shift in my life happened. I was actually diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. I don't even know if you guys know this story at all. No, no. Um, yeah. In 2012, I had, I was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer and, um, ended up having to have my entire, this is a, hopefully people don't necessarily listen to this right before the dinner, but, um, <laughs> I had my whole colon removed and that's not a real easy, that's not a routine layup process. Um, there's not a whole lot of surgeons even in the country that are real experienced at it. Um, and my colon was completely deteriorated and, and uh, um, infected and cancer stuff all over. Um, and so I had my colon removed and then chemotherapy for eight months. Hmm. And uh, at this point, I, I, I don't have a pregnant wife, but I have a newborn within you know, uh, a year and a half and other three hmm. kids running around. Um, other two kids, the three kids total. 
and um, and I quit my job, and I'm now, and we're in the throes of of trying to grow a business. And as you guys know, and you know, when you're in the throes of doing anything, and you're you're held up, it's a it's a problem. Um, and uh, obviously, this it has a happy story because I'm here um, for on, and uh, and uh, Turning Machine was a success. But I I give so much credit to Todd and Nathan and Rob and Tom, guys you all have met that 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 really propped me up for two years. I mean, literally, literally propped me up. I'd keep, I'd keep coming into the office to keep normalcy through the chemotherapy and the surgeries and the recovery. Cause you just got to keep plugging along and, um, I'd fall asleep at my desk about halfway through the day or whatever it was. Cause, uh, the chemotherapy was pretty rough. They gave a real, I was young enough. They gave me a real aggressive approach cause I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't getting anywhere else in my body and getting worse. And, uh, um, but yeah, it, it kicked me pretty hard. And, uh, at the same time, we were, the business was just going up, 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 up in the success. And, uh, um, yeah, it was, it was a challenging time, but you know, really not to jump too far ahead, but it's, it's, it's why we all, all of us work together again on another project. And just the fast forward here, turning machine ended up being a, a success. Um, we enjoyed working on it. And then out of the blue, um, sports illustrated. So we're guys and I, we're just some, I mean, you know, no offense to just a guy in the middle of Iowa. Cause I think we were pretty sneaky guys and, and gals that live in this part of the country, but, um, time Inc, Inc. um, sports illustrated called us, said, we want to buy turning machine from you. And we weren't even thinking we, it was necessarily something that could be sold yet. <laughs> we wasn't hmm. on our mind at all. And, um, that between that call, it was, took about two years for the deal to get actually mature and done. Um, but when it did, we, we did sell our um, turning machine to, to time Inc. Um, at the time, there were so many things going on in the youth sports software world. We were and we were really um, lots of companies were getting bought and sold. Sports Engine, NBC, Jerry Jones started a company. Dick Sporting Goods was buying companies. So we thought, boy, we got to get out of here, otherwise we're going to get squashed by some big boys. And so we joined forces with a company that bought iScore, which is a very popular statting app, and a few others. And we became a new division at Time Inc. called Sports Illustrated Play. Uh, we were able to remain in Iowa during that time. And we were actually the only Time Inc. employees to ever be based in Iowa, which was a fun thing to say because obviously a big global mm. media company and we're the only Iowa people. Um, we all lasted about a year there, though. <laughs> that experience was a great one. Um, none of us had worked in a corporate America job or a big organization or anything. And, and uh, Rob lasted the didn't last, didn't last longer, last, lasted the least, I should say. And, and we all kind of one by one, um, left our jobs, but I did get a pretty, I did get the opportunity to go to the Time Inc. headquarters on the Hudson river, right in man, lower Manhattan there with the CEO of time for a board meeting one time. And I, uh, felt like a fish out of water. I've been in New York a few handful of times, but never really in that, that kind of a, a business scenario. And it was a pretty cool moment. But after that, I would tell you that my, my, when it comes to this idea of changing a, a new a chapter ending and one opening that day was one another one that happened for me and I was like all right this has been fun but we weren't able to do the things we wanted to do to shape sports and and, and people's lives anymore and so we kind of all started to devise plans to move in a different direction and and then that uh I'll, I'll, I'll share more later but that that led us to um exploring options and, and eventually varsity bound um mm. I got three kids once uh right now third just turned 13 um, an 11 year old and an eight year old. And I'm, I'm doing what my dad, dad did. I'm coaching baseball. just only a little bit, obviously this summer we're, we're trying to get out there a little bit playing golf with my, all my kids. And, and I, uh, 
I'm home a lot. Um, before all this COVID stuff, I was home a lot. So spending this time with my family was, was a valuable thing. And it's part of our culture actually at varsity bound too. And just making sure that we're all doing the right job as dads and moms, um, through, through the paid work stuff. So that's a, that's a bit of my story. And, uh, and, uh, this is a, this is again, is a new chapter here with varsity bound and working with ADs all across the country, which has been, which has been fun. For sure. Well, thanks, Sam. That's, uh, that's yeah. great stuff. Had uh, had no clue about the colon cancer, so good for you winning that battle. I don't yeah. know, I don't know if congratulations is the right word to say, <laughs> but I'm glad that worked out the way it did. I had no idea you had that battle, so yeah. thanks for sharing. Yeah, I've got a. I, I suffer from short term and long term memory loss, so I, I don't. <laughs> I just I kind of just keep plugging away, and uh, um, yeah, it doesn't. It actually, I haven't told that story for a long time because I've just sort of. And strangely moved on, but yeah, no, um, it was a big, obviously it's a big deal. It's a, it's a big problem for lots of people. And hopefully I can be a bit of a inspiration to that side of things, yeah. but yeah, it was got a lot of good people around me and, uh, yeah, had a lot of purpose in my life to keep going. So, um, I've yeah. been given it, so it's time to, and that's why, that's why we're, uh, <laughs> trying to make things happen. I feel it's a, it's a bit of those, that moment of you've been given more time, you better use it wisely kind of thing. So that's kind of how I wake up every day. That's great. Going back to your conversation with your wife about what you want to try, it kind of, Scott and I probably had this more than Aaron, because Aaron's kind of, you know, he's been in Cedar Rapids for so long. But when I say something like that to my wife, she says, what now? Have a thing about something. <laughs> and it's usually a what now. <laughs> that, that seems uh, pretty nice compared to what I get. <laughs> well, now, after hearing Sam's story, I'll just, listeners out there, if you ever find yourself in a position where you've got to have that, well, guess what, honey, conversation. Talk <laughs> to Scott Jarvis, Sam Schill. Get a hold of these three because they've got the experience you need to survive that conversation. <laughs> there is no e-book. It's just a phone call. That's all it is. No e-book. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, let's, uh, we're going to share some more knowledge now. We haven't played uh, What's Up, What's Down for a couple of weeks. And so we're going to do that now and uh, invite Sam in on that. Sam will be batting our third spot. That's where we put the heavy hitter. So Sam will hit third, and I'm going to lead off because I've got all the speed. Um, Scott will hit second. He's good at advancing runners. And then we'll bring in uh, Aaron Stecker to hit cleanup uh, because that's where we really put the guys that are the heavy hitters. So uh, he's – Nice. Nice save. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, <laughs> I just try to bank them when I can because I know I'm going to get I'm going to zing you here sometime before it's all over too. All right, <laughs> all right. So we're going to start up. And uh, for me, uh, little news that is out there, but not out there is I'm going to coach again, and uh, really excited to get back on the sideline. Um, probably it's going to be a one year deal. Um, just kind of. Looking for a girls' basketball coach. Didn't kind of find the person that we thought was the what we needed for the program. I've got, I think, somebody lined up for a year from now. The timing just did not work this year. Um, so I think we'll be able to make that happen in another year. So I'm going to step in and coach again. And I'm, I'm really excited. My brain has started to shift back into coaching mode and uh, shaking off, getting the gears going again. And I know it's happening because I'm waking up thinking about it. I'm going to sleep thinking about it. Um, just kind of how it, it used to be a few years ago. 
Um, but just really excited to, to work with our girls basketball. Um, it's a program that just needs um, some love and attention, needs some fundamentals, uh, and a lot of good things. So uh, some great girls, though, and uh, just really looking forward to putting some things in place there. So that's my up. Um, it's kind of re-energized me again, just kind of like this job did a year ago when I took it. It's just kind of taken me to another level energy-wise, and um, I'm just really passionate about it. And I, I just, you know, how many times, guys, do we get an opportunity to return to something that we really love to do? Sometimes we get into this, this we get going in, in this road, and this, obviously, it's a great road. and it's a, it's a blessing to be an AD every day, but when you do it full time and uh, you haven't had the opportunity to coach uh, for a while, that's what I've missed. And I just feel a, a real, really blessed uh, to have the opportunity to, to do it again and uh, don't always get that. And so I, I feel good about that. Scott, what's up with you? Well, my up, I think we talked about it a little bit before we started, but just seeing the kids at graduation was nice yesterday. Um, you know, we haven't seen those seniors for a while, so it was just good to see those kids and, and have a little bit of closure. I know that was important for many of them. Um, just having that, you know, final graduation ceremony, I think was really good. Um, had a great time seeing the kids, um, although it was very abridged uh, graduation ceremony. Um, it was nice that they got to walk across the stage and receive their diplomas and see all the kids smile. And that was, uh, it was uh, kind of uplifting, especially uh -huh. after these last few weeks with having to deal with, you know, all the crazy stuff we've been going through the last couple of weeks. It was, it was good to have a day like that. Yeah. Awesome. Sam, what's up with you? Well, you guys think or uh, might think I'm kissing up to everybody here that might be listening to the show, but I'm I'm saying what's up is athletic directors in the state of Iowa. Woo! <laughs> yeah, and you think I'm kissing up? I might be just a little bit, but in reality, as a fan of sports, of a fan of Iowa sports and baseball and softball, and and I've had a front row seat watching and talking with athletic directors all over the state and what they got to do. Everybody's going above and beyond right now. There ain't anybody out there that's just coasting and. They can't. I mean, not only is it important to get these, you know, opportunity to get these kids on the field for one last time, whether you're a senior, but everybody's watching, everybody's wondering what's going on. No, but no AD signed up for this. Um, so from a so from a fan that, that doesn't yet have a kid, I got a 13 year old, and some of our guys do have high school kids playing softball right now, um, which is and they are all our team from that personal perspective is so um, um, happy that and and have a lot of gratitude that ADs have are sticking their necks out every day to, to work with coaches to get these screenings done to do whatever it takes to get umpires there and communicate to fans and <laughs> everything uh, it just and it changes every week so it's it's the most unique season of all time and if it wasn't for athletic directors uh, we wouldn't be having it so that's what's up awesome thank you thank you we we don't get that very often so appreciate <laughs> thanks so much um but I will stay along with it. I was going to kind of go along the same lines with, with, with my up. You know, there, as Sam's alluding to, certainly it's been different. Um, there are different stressors, uh, different things that just come up every single day, um, watching the numbers and getting nervous about some of the uptake stuff and things like that. So it's been a challenge. But I guess I just, I'm going to take a moment, give a shout out to 
my folks here at Kennedy, um, my, our, our players, um, man, it's hard for them to social distance, but when, you know, they're working with us as best they can. Um, and we remind them about why it's important that they're wearing their masks if they can't, you know, or, or staying, you know, social distancing and spreading out as much as they can. They, they work well with us. Our staff, my Julie, my secretary, and, and, and our folks who are working as event monitors and event or uh, equipment sanitizers and just extras. The admin team, uh, you know, usually we send one a night. We've got two, three, sometimes four admin at games tonight if we got, you know, both diamonds going. Um, they've just been great to work with. Um, so thanks to, to Julie, Carl, and Jason, Rob, Jessica, Brian, uh, all those folks, and Becky and Craig, those guys who've just been working a ton uh, to pull our games off. So shout out to those guys. They're my up this week. Awesome. Awesome. All right. What's down? Well. Are we going to stay in an hour tonight if we do downs? Seriously. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go, Todd. I don't, I don't know what can of worms we want to open, but I know what can we could open. Um, yeah. I'm going to – I'm going to kind of stay on the down because it kind of turns into a positive, I guess. Um, since I'm going to start coaching again, I, I started pulling out old V. I actually had some VHS tapes from mm. back in the nineties. Real um, to real. Well, not real <laughs> to real. Smart guy. No, I'm just kidding. But I got old VHS tapes, and I actually have – I got a VHS player from my secretary who was giving it away and because uh, they're not worth much anymore, but it's worth a lot to me. And also, I got some DVDs of some games from a while back as well. So I'm watching those, and I'm almost embarrassed at the old Todd Gordon, the way he used to coach. And I know that's just the era, but I, I think – so that's my down is, is the way I, I used to be. But then I, I think what all that has transpired and changed in the last 10, 15 years, especially from the add of 3D coaching, the emphasis on transformational coaching versus transactional coaching. And I think I, I look back and I see, unfortunately, I see myself as a lot of a transactional coach. And um, that's one of the reasons I'm excited. I'm excited to take some of these transformational principles, these coaching principles, and use them now. Um, doesn't going to mean I'm going to be all that less competitive than I ever was, uh, but um, I'm, I'm anxious to use those because I don't know that they really existed. And I had good relationships with my players, and um, but still, um, I'm just looking forward to doing it in a new way. Um, even if only for a year. And that's a chance to maybe feel a little bit different about it. But anyway, I'm just down on myself or how I used to be. I just shake my head sometimes. I think, why are you getting on that kid like that? You know, as I start to critique myself. And um, so, uh, but the opportunity to do it over again and do something different with it is exciting to me. I was going to say, don't, don't beat yourself up too much there. Todd, I think we've all been there. We go back and look at our 28-year-old self and think, wow. I know. Right? Yeah. yeah. Was I thinking? But again, how cool it is you to go back and try that again and take what you've learned and, and then be a mentor for those to watch you do it uh, the second time around. So very cool. Scott, well, you. My, 
my down is just, <laughs> and I, I know a lot of our ADs feel like this, and it's, it's, not, it's not bad. It's just where I'm at, but I'm just worn out with this virus stuff. I'm just, it's just wearing me out. I mean, I, I felt like a lump today. I woke up like seven o'clock and then by about 10, I was just exhausted and I laid down and fell asleep and I didn't really get up again till three o'clock. So I might down just, just all the worrying and going to bed every night and praying that one wow. of our kids doesn't get a confirmed case or our, our teams are down if it's softball or baseball. And, you know, we've, and I don't know if everybody else is dealing with this, but a lot of people that, you know, have had family members come in contact and we're quarantined, quarantine kids all over the place. Um, it's just, it's been stressful and it's just wearing on me. So I got to find some inner strength somewhere and pull that out. I don't know. I might need a couple Care Bears to come and give me the Care Bear stare. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're right, though. I mean, it's like Sam said, who knew they don't have this in the playbook? And uh, so we're figuring out so much day to day. And now we're going to yeah. add on open gyms and weight rooms to it in three days. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that really worries me because we're just going to open up more exposure to any of our baseball and softball players and, you know, trying to come up with some. I'm trying to think of how can we keep those kids separated that are going to be you know, baseball slash football, being in the weight room. So now we're not just sending them to practice, but then they're going to be in the weight room and then they're going to be at football. You know, how do we separate those kids out so we have them in just a group of just baseball players so that we can keep them kind of separated from everyone else? Just, it just is like a, I know. you know, yeah. worrying circle. Yeah. Yep. Sam, anything down with you? Well, I'm I'm a pretty optimistic guy, so it's hard to find downs. But <laughs> uh, my, and maybe your, one of your next guests needs to be my wife um, here too, because this is inspired from her. But uh, um, what's what's down is either either you call it double spring break or the longest summer ever for parents with young kids at home. Right yeah, now. It is. yeah. It's like we hit June one, and it felt like it's in that time for kids to go back to school, and and no, no, that was the start of summer. Yeah, uh, we've been. You know, home with kids and, you know, a couple of my kids really haven't been many places or just young enough to not really, you know, not going to go hang out with friends at parks. And and uh, we're still, what are we in? What month are we in? Yeah, we're still in June for just a little bit longer. So we got another couple months here. So the the the, the longest summer ever is is down right now in our in our house. We're trying to week to week creating strategies to keep everybody from not killing each other. And, <laughs> and uh something to look forward to because every day does kind of feel the same and uh, it's a, we're a ways away from school and what will that look like? We don't know either. So, right. Yeah. 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 I've, I tell you what, Sam, I have thought many times how thankful I am. This baby has hit after mine, you know, my youngest is 18. So, you know, uh, I just, how for you got 13, 11 and eight, man, that I've felt for parents like you, how do you keep them engaged, entertained, and keep yourself sane? So hats off to you on that battle. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> um, so my down, 
Well, real quick, I'm going to mention it's a it's a um, it's a down, but I guess it's just a quick celebratory. Um, I guess I'm looking as a celebration of, of Bruce Brown. Uh, I shared these guys when we started. Uh, Bruce Brown, for Iowa folks who maybe don't know Bruce, Bruce Brown has been the uh, Harley Schieffer of Ohio for for many years. The Ohio uh, Athletic Directors Association, and uh, you know he's been battling uh, cancer uh, here the past several years, and passed away this afternoon. And so that's a down, but at the same time, I look at a guy like Bruce and the life he's lived and the servant leader he's been and can't help, but know how many people are going to pass on uh, his legacy by the way he's taught us and by, by the way he's shown us the way over all these years. So thinking of Bruce, uh, Bruce's family, Cindy and the rest of his family today um, and the Ohio ADs, our brothers out there in Ohio, I know this is a tough day for them. So that was one thing I wanted to mention real quick, um, but great guy and a great example of how to do things the right way uh, all the way to the end. Um, so, Todd, I'm going to go my second down because you know me. I can't have one thing. <laughs> but my second down, you know, you always talk about bad drivers. Now, I'm a good driver. I, I am a good driver. I am. I can say that. I have no problems bragging about the fact I'm a heck of a driver. So I'm driving back from Columbia today, and there's a there's a segment, probably 50 miles of that drive, that's two-lane road. And having this perception of myself that I'm a good driver, that I do, I don't take driving criticism all that well. <laughs> My wife is inside, and she can't hear me talking right now, and so she doesn't know I'm saying this, and I'm not sure if she listens weekly or not, so I might get away with this. I might not. Lie <laughs> <laughs> down. At this point in time, I had two cars driving, I don't know, 45, 50 miles an hour. And I, I, I could see what was coming at me the other direction. And, and I passed these two cars. Was, you know there's a car coming right now, don't you? Yes, hon, I can see the car. You know there's a car. Oh, my God, you know there's a car coming right now. Yes, hon, I'm good. Got back into my lane in plenty of time, but I've got my wife next to me questioning my driving skills. Mm. And Todd, I'm a good driver. I am not one of those people you've ever been behind and mad at before. So, <laughs> yeah, you might, you might not get away with that. <laughs> she's, she's inside working on grad invite things or something like that right now. So I'm good. Well, shame on those people for going 45 though. They drove you to it. By golly, they just drive a little bit. Even more down there. It's 60 on two-lane roads in the state of Missouri. Why are you going 48 miles an hour? Yep. All right. All right. Good. I'm glad somebody was driving this weekend. I could share something. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we're going to dive in with Sam now. And, uh, again, Sam just uh, has shared already kind of his story. But, uh, Sam, we're going to dig a little deeper now and, just tell us a little bit how Varsity Bound got started. Yeah, and really, it kind of picks up a bit on the, the edge of my story there. Um, and uh, like I mentioned, we had a group of guys that had done turning machining. Rob, Rob and Tom Lynch, um, Todd Lawler, um, Nathan Hala and I, and we actually hired Michael Kemp at Churchin and a couple others. And um, after we got bond things, all of us, made choices to, 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 to leave sports to play at different times. We didn't know what, what that meant. I mean, all of us could have gone to careers or other things or other part, focus on other things in our lives. There was no, no plan really, but 
once after ever, everybody kind of got out of their situation. We all kind of looked at each other and said, we got a lot of motivation still around sports, youth, and, and software. And, um, so it made a lot of sense for her to keep that conversation going. You, and also uniquely, Rob and Tom Lynch, um, who were the original founders of ASBI Solutions, which was a software consulting company that had worked with various companies across the country. Actually, they had worked had a, had a nice project they did with Buy in the early 2000s with Sprint, right when we were starting to get text messaging and some of the newer phones. They had really always had been, Rob and Tom, always on the, on that front edge of new technology was going to start to be a, a, a standard. And um, they had developed a relationship with both the Girls Union and the Boys Association here in Iowa and had built a couple different softwares, one called ASBI Meets, which managed track registration. That's been going on for about 15 years. And then um, the state associations joined um, forces to create Quick Stats Iowa, which you guys all know very well and many listening from Iowa certainly will, that, that documents and tracks all the stats were all of the varsity sports in the state. It didn't start that way. It started with one or, one or two sports at a time over the last over 15 years as well. But that project project and that, that Quick Stats Iowa, um, so turning machine ending, Quick Stats Iowa start, uh, still going. We all looked at Quick Stats Iowa and said, and about it, the day it was designed, and Tom Lynch is one of the smartest guys you'll ever meet, but he's not necessarily – function over design for sure and didn't change in about since the day he first did the first layout of quick stats iowa and been out there for 15 years and and a lot of obviously things have changed in 15 years as far as phones and and in a number of different ways so we said how can we make this better we make this thing better for the state of iowa and the other part was well it was on a built on a pretty old technology that um needed to be updated and we're really the only ones that knew how to how it worked so there was a bit of a stewardship involved with this is a pretty cool thing. We've got you know, 10, 15 years worth of sports data for the state of Iowa, and we got to make sure we maintain that and are good partners with both the association and the union. Um, and so we looked at each other and said, well, we don't want to just be stats, known for stats. Stats are not, stats are cool. They're great. They're, they're a requirement. That was just a project. Let's broaden out the brand of what we're trying to accomplish and start talking to athletic directors because as when we, we poked our head up, um, we, we looked around at what all different software solutions are out there for various problems. And there are really good ones, but there's a lot of, there's a number of them that are older. There's a number of them that don't seem to solve the right problem in our opinion. And, and I don't know how many software group gone and said, what does an AD do every day today? What is it in 2020 to be an director? And what do you need to accomplish? And so we had this, this unfair advantage at some level on, on and we started this in 2018 and saying we, we, we are on top of new technology. We're on top of a new generation of parents and kids and athletic directors. What can we start to do just to solve problems for athletic directors? We really didn't have a whole lot of other guiding light at that stage other than we knew we needed to replace the old quick stats, Iowa. And we knew that there, that, that, that there's a lot of problems to solve for athletic directors. And so that's really how it got started. And, and, and really going back to my story about the, the state street colon cancer working together. We also knew from just chit chat with each other, we knew we wanted to work together again because just like any, any, any team in any, any walk of life, it's hard to beat a good team. And um, we have lived a lot of life together, backed each other up um, and done a pretty successful thing. And in, in business or, or on the field, it's if the team got bad blood in the locker room or you don't get along or something, they're not going to win. And, and 
And we knew that if we could get everyone back together again and, and motivated, we could, we could win and maybe even win bigger. And, um, and, and in our, in our world, winning big means impacting a lot of people and doing good things. Money is obviously a part of business. You got to make it to make it happen, but it was never about money and, and turning machine and, and wasn't about money getting together again here. It was about what, what problems can we solve to make the culture of high school sports and, and make coaches lives better, ADs lives better. And we knew it was going to take a long, we knew, and we still do know it's going to take a while to accomplish everything we want to accomplish. But, um, we knew if we had the team back together and and the good jump start in the state of Iowa, I mean nobody, as you guys well aware, no one's got something like quick stats across the country. They're in, in they're in anything close. And so we knew that starting here was really unique. We're here, and and it's got a really big head start. And you know, imagine if it could be taken to other states with that vision in mind. So that's top. That's how we kind of that's how we got started um, based on previous experience. But a lot of it's just that we like each other, and and uh, it's fun to work together. That helps. That helps. That's great. Thank you. Hmm. Well, and, and we've appreciated those conversations. I know you, we've all been engaged in those conversations with your team about, so how can we use Varsity Bound to help you guys out as ADs to do your job, uh, do your job better, uh, be more innovative with your jobs? We've, we've appreciated that. So, Sam, with all those conversations, like I said, you and, and, and Todd and the, and the group going out and, and having conversations with, with ADs um, from across the state, you're now expanding out to having ADs conversations with ADs around the country as well, um, you get to talk with, listen to, engage with a lot of ADs and, and see what kind of leadership styles they have, see what kind of traits, characteristics that they've got. So just maybe what are some of your takeaways in those conversations of, we always try to just get our listeners thinking about traits, characteristics, ways of doing things that are successful. What have you come across and what, do you, what uh, have you noticed that defines the successful people you've worked with, ADs or otherwise? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, particularly with ADs that we've been working with that have been that I, I have been been good partnerships for us, and I see showing some pretty good leadership inside of their own schools and their community. And what, one of the characteristics I've, I've seen is just their 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 open mindedness to change. And if this year didn't show us that we got to be open minded to change, I'm not sure what does um, at this stage in the way the world's moving fast with technology and and family life across our country and just how we got to help, you know, we got to be able to evolve. And there's been a number that have been very open-minded and, and, um, and, and willing to, willing to listen and partner um, with us on some things. And, and those, and a, and a couple of, a couple of those people are right in on this, on this podcast with me. And, and we can do some pretty special things when that stuff happens because uh, uh, for sure. So kind of that open-mindedness for change um, has, has been, been great. Um, that's definitely one of the top things, Aaron. I think that I'm I've been seeing, and and as you well know, just the the it's just an interesting transition. Um, and and for a you know I've met in, in across Iowa, there's there's a big range in young ADs and older ADs, and 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 like we talked earlier, not no one signed up for a lot of the twenty the things that are going to happen in twenty two. Take COVID out, but social media ways you got to communicate, apps, this and that. It's 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 taken a big transition, so. So ADs that have been patient and uh, and willing to think a little long long view that yeah Sam I know what you're saying right now sounds great and it, it but in 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 those that realize they're taking so that my first one's open minded my next one's a long view saying being able to see a little bit into the future and say okay let's 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 keep talking about what you're what you're doing here because I can we can blow people away with what we have right now we have a lot of really great tools um, but um, 
they, they do take a little bit of, 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 of time to mature in at your school and for your fans and for athletes. But we, we, we've been building this pretty strategically to have a long-term view. Not, it's not a, not a, some things have some short-term impact, no question, but a, a better future for all of us. And, and so those that have been able to think with a long-term view, and I think in any organization that, that come to a conversation with both the short-term impact for sure, but the long-term view has been key. And I've seen a lot of really good, a lot of good um, 80s in the state of Iowa here for sure that, that, that take that view. And now, high school sports aren't going away. I don't think at least <laughs> a little pause right now. Right. But they're not going away. And, and we all know we're all here at the table likely because they're valuable to society, not just fun to watch kids play, but they're valuable. And, and we got to keep evolving and making them, making them better for every generation. And we want to be part of that. Well, thank you. I tell you the first thing you talked about there, people being open or having an open mind to change an open mind to listen and an open mind to, to evolve. Um, what, I, and we've talked about this several times uh, since this COVID thing started and then getting into the, the social justice and, and race relations stuff we've gotten into the past couple of weeks, um, how important it is for us in the AD world, the sports world, to make sure we're using our platform uh, to, to take on that challenge and teach people, make sure people are, are open to that, to the change and evolving and listening. Because um, there's going to be a lot of things, a lot of stress that comes back to us this fall that people have been through that we'll have to help them manage. And we're in a unique spot as ADs and, and people who lead in the sports world to, uh, to use our platform to help. So thank you for sharing those things. Yep. yep thanks, Aaron. Hey, um, so Sam, what, what leadership keys have you learned? Um, and you've talked about the staff that you work with at varsity bound, but what are some things that you've learned through working with, you know, the people on varsity bound. Yeah. Um, I'd say one of the big things that I've learned that we, we try to replicate as much as we can is all of us. So, I mean, we're a group of nine and going to be 10 here soon. And um, so we're small enough to, to have a lot of meetings that everybody's at in person, in person or in zoom or whatever. I mean, we don't have departments. We don't have, we're just kind of a all work together. So one of the big pieces is that, um, Everyone's got to be open-minded, um, mm -hmm. but then at the end of the day, we got to be one-minded. Mm -hmm. um, and what I mean by that is that I want everybody to listen to everybody's ideas and thoughts and perspectives around whatever we're building or doing or or when to do it, why not to do it, and um, and we can we can fight about it a little bit. Yeah, we have. So Rob and Tom are brothers, and so you know, it's, they a lot of people talk about <laughs> Iowa nice. And no one in Iowa wants to say, you know, they want to be everyone. But in, in business and, and anything, you know, on a team, it's hard. You can't be not you can't be Iowa nice all the time, right? Because you gotta to get stuff done. You gotta be frank with each other. And 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 so a lot of our meetings as a team, they'll start out and they're they are pretty Iowa nice, and then they just start to get louder. Not, no one's yelling at each other, but they just get louder, and all of a sudden, everyone's standing, and we're all. It's, it's, there's just a lot of passion and we got, we got three or four guys that are, are coaches. So you got a bunch, like imagine getting all your coaches together and, and everybody's coming up with ideas and getting excited and, and it gets, the meetings get loud and, and sometimes a little heated and, and, but every time when that happens, I'm like, oh man, this meeting's getting loud. You know, that means something good's going to happen here. And uh, so, you know, one of our keys is, yeah, being open-minded, but get, you know, and, but be one, we get one-minded and we, we've, we've always found a way to get one minded on what we're doing. So no one's too upset on one direction or another. And, uh, it's, you know, it's a, it's 
it's a bit of a risk to have so many, we have, I mean, we have a lot of part, a lot of us are partners in this business. And so it, you know, that can be a risk if you don't get along, but we found a good method to do, to do that. And I'd say the second one, Scott is a, is a good, just like any environment that you're working in, whether it's your staff or your teams, this is a good culture. Um, and it's, it's important to be building that culture from day one, um, in our world. And I love talking about culture because we love coaching and culture is a huge part of coaching and, and culture is a huge part of being in the office and wanting to work for, uh, wanting to come to work and wanting to recruit new people and get people excited about solving problems for high school sports and the whole and sports culture in general. So we, uh, we have a pretty good culture, I'd like to say, and we, we think a lot about it and, and, uh, and, uh, it's competitive, it's fun, it's relaxed at some level. And we already work in remotely most of the time at one level. Um, so this COVID thing hasn't really slowed us down from that, but, uh, um, the culture is, 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 and as it should be for everybody is a, is a big piece of not, not of, of why we decided to work together and how we're going to continue to build and attract, because we're going to need some real smart, passionate people, um, to come work with us on this, if we're going to do what we want to do. And, and culture is a big piece of the things that, uh, we've learned together and been able to hopefully continue to replicate. Yeah. Thank you, Sam. Sam, one of the things we obviously do as ADs, we're constantly evaluating programs, trying to improve them, um, whether it be individual programs or just basically the program in general. You know, we're trying to take our programs to another level. And so what, as you think about trying to evaluate and improve Varsity Bound in particular right now, are there any crossovers you think that we could take as ADs as we start thinking about improvement? Uh, but what's the process you use to look at improvement and evaluating where you're at and where you want to be? Yeah. Um, for us, there's a couple things that, and that I think have some crossover. Um, I mean, for, first and foremost, you got to have a, you got to have a North star to some degree. So whether it's, it's leading your guys' athletic programs or it's leading varsity bound, there's a, there's, there's a place we want to go. There's a vision we want to go. And, and, but, not holding too tightly on the exact plan how to get there because um, you don't know how you're going to get there and things get in the way good oper- good things happen bad things happen um, but 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 keeping not 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 jeopardizing where you want to go is a, is a is a big is a big piece of what we talk about and I think as in in an athletic environment and in an athletic department and and getting everybody to buy into that um, as much as possible but but know that it could be a little messy on, on our road to get there um, is definitely thing. And, and with inside of that, the big piece for us, um, and the thing I, and I think you guys have seen out of us and, and what, 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 what probably has helped to you guys and, or would continue to help you guys is obviously listening to the key people in, inside of there. Um, uh, we're always listening. We, we, we think we have a lot of good ideas. We think that we're, we're headed, we have a good track that we're headed down, but we don't make a lot of big moves without listening to a lot of perspectives and people. Um, that's why, you know, and Scott, um, I know famously talks about his walks and how he talks to people and he called and actually the day he called me, I was on a walk about the COVID screening thing. So um, this idea of, of building relationships and listening to people. Um, I mean, we're, we, we all have kids that have been in high school sports or in sports. We've had people that have coached high school sports, but none of us have been an athletic director in a, in the grind every day of getting the details done. So um, we want to help those people because we see ADs as pivotal in the process, but what, and, and so if there's somebody inside of, inside of your walls and, and what you're trying to grow, if you're not them and haven't felt the same, same thing that they felt talking and listening and 
in, in dialoguing with them is, uh, is, 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 is one of the main ways we think about how we evolve. And, uh, as I know, I probably, I, how many emails and texts and, and, you know, calls we've all been on. Cause we don't think we have all the answers. We think we got a really good platform to get to the right answers, but, <laughs> um, we, we have a North star on where we want to go eventually. Um, but we don't know how we're going to get there and, and dialogue and listening to, to, to all you guys and coaches and, and the media and the fans. I mean, we're listening to a lot of people right now and saying, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you want to make your lives better and to impact the people that you're trying to impact um, through, um, through technology and, and life here? Awesome. Thank you. Great, great crossover. If we would all just take more time and listen, maybe, I think that's, I think that's probably one of the things I appreciate the most out of Varsity Bound. And, um, is the fact that you do listen, you're interested in what's working. Um, you want to know if it will work. Um, I'm very open about that. So I appreciate that a lot about you and your team. Yeah. When yeah. I first discovered you guys a show, I really, I really listened to it because I'm just because I wanted to hear and understand even the way you talk about the what's up, what what's down is my favorite part. Cause I can, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I got, I don't know what's down, you know, and I remember Aaron and this feature's coming at some point you talked about, it was during basketball season and we had all that weather and some days were getting canceled. And I remember you mentioned to me, you're like some days I don't want to even leave my office because so many people are going to ask me is the game on tonight. And we actually have a, 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 a coming out for the, that, that next, for next winter here, we're going to have to have a status update feature that would be able to update everybody and I want to show it to you before we, we do much more with it but it will update everybody in the app and on the web and everybody so that just help solve that just you just need to look here don't come into my office don't ask me everyone has this public <laughs> opportunity to go see if you move on or not <laughs> thank you but I wouldn't have felt that if I didn't hear you say those things like I get it like reschedules stink and being asked but but the you guys are you guys are the main point of contact for so much stuff and how do, how do you, how do we relieve some of that? And, and again, wouldn't have learned that. So whether it's continual talking to your coaches or your fans or your ticket takers or your umpire or whatever it is, that's that, uh, that little insights they can give you that you might not quite feel like they do is a big part of just, you know, of evolving. That's good stuff. Um, great point there. So, all right. So you mentioned early on, uh, you talked just about your journey, how important sports was uh, to you as you're growing up, even surprisingly more important than maybe your sophomore L.A. composition class, Sam, which I find <laughs> hard to believe. You're a smart guy. But uh, sports is a big part of you growing up. And, and obviously that means that, that you talked about your dad, but you had coaches and you had teachers, you had administrators who have been influencers of you along the way um, that made you want to stay in this game of, of sports and youth sports and high school sports. So what are some of those lessons that you've, that impacted you and you're growing up that have now you've carried on later on in life that have made a big difference in who you are today? Yeah. Um, you know, first and foremost, I definitely, um, Stan Westenfield was my golf coach at, I was a Ballard graduate and we, um, during the late nineties, um, to early two thousands, um, won a lot of state golf championships under him and uh, uh, the game of golf is, is, you know, for those that play it, you can learn about everything about life and patience and performing under pressure, failure, humbleness <laughs> about dang near everything. And that, that game and let alone playing it on a team and having a coach. That's an interesting, I, I have aspirations in coaching some high school golfer helping out here at Ames high. If I can 
when that time comes around. But that's an interesting sport to coach as a team because it's an individual game, um, but as a team. And uh, a lot of just his, in particular, the lessons learned from him is, is, is his, he famously said, Sam, Sam, all you got to do is hit it in the fairway, hit it on the green, and make a putt. Just make the putt. And it's the way he approached it. And just in golf, uh, you can get so wound up about this and that and think about everything. The, the simple, <laughs> almost annoying advice, just hit it on the green and make the putt. But how, 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 how timely that was at certain times. And uh, my love for golf grew um, um, from my dad and my coach there for sure. Um, another story. So, so I, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, Scott might know of, or I don't know how many of you guys knew Gary Telford. Um, but he was the AD at Ballard when I was there Mm -hmm. and, um, that guy had so much passion for kids. I mean, for the kids. So he was, my wife was a Ballard grad as well and played softball for him and, and, uh, both just relentless effort towards the program and making sure every kid was successful. But there's, but there, there's also, um, you know, and as many ADs, you get in the disciplinary part of the job. And I remember sneaking away over lunch to Casey's. Weren't supposed to leave campus back. That wasn't an idea back then. That was not an idea. That was bad. And I, you know, I, again, I was there to mess around with my friends and play sports and school was not that interesting to me at the time. So sneaking away to Casey's, but a good life, life, I never forget. I never felt so bad about something I did. I don't know what it was. I'm sure I did some other dumb things after that, but he was so mad and he could get mad. He could get, he could get riled up. There's no doubt that Gary, the red face from Gary was, was a thing. And I got it. I'll never forget it. And, but then I was like, ah, geez, I got to see this guy all over the place. Cause I'm in basketball. I'm in cross country. I'm in golf. I'm doing all this stuff. And, and it just gave me a, a good perspective there. And then, uh, I'd say the last, last just quick story here, just athletics is I, I, uh, I, my senior year, my senior year, we switched coaches for basketball. And so this, we had a legacy coach, Larry Schaefer at Ballard for a long time. And, uh, and then um, um, Coach Deason, Chris Deason, jumped in, and it was completely different styles. And uh, it was an interesting life experience to shift. I had a lot of kids quit the team because they didn't like. He was at, he actually made it. He made us run really hard, and Larry didn't make us run very hard. Uh, this was a big shift, and it was again this idea of being open to change, and uh, and things aren't you know going to be the same always, and you got to listen to a, either your authority in a different way. And, and so the transition in a bat, I would love basketball. And it was, it, that was a big part of my life as well in high school and uh, having a completely different change. And then literally, I think we only had three seniors out my last year. We'd lost about six or seven guys going into that. So it's just a, a really, it was a bad experience, <laughs> like losing some of your friends and some of your teammates and not having a real good culture in the locker room and uh, not having a very good season um, but now I look back at it as a pretty memorable one as I, as I just, just, yeah, you, you get those experiences and they turns up, they do help you later on in life, um, and how to, how to maybe handle it better as a leader, um, inside of things like that. So yeah, gosh darn high school sports and coaches are, are a great thing. And, uh, I benefited from it greatly. Huh. Thanks for sharing that. How much truth is there to, um, we're just really good at making things complicated. It's not hard, Sam. Hit on the fairway. <laughs> make a punt. Life's not supposed to be that hard, is it? Come on, Scott. Just hit the button. Just that one button over there. Just hit it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's the easy button. <laughs> yeah. So, Sam, this is something we ask, we ask all of our, our people here, but 
if you could go back and give a young Sam Schill advice, knowing what you know now, what would you share with a young Sam Schill? Mm. A young, energetic, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed young Sam Schill. Oh, I guess don't go to Casey's during lunch. (laughs) (laughs) That's one that's... Uh, <laughs> percolate right now after I can still imagine that moment of sneaking back thought I was sneaking back in and it didn't work so well yeah um but you know so I've talked a lot about my athletic side of school and my enjoyment there but you know so I've thought a lot with kids right so we've talked about that 13 11 and 8 and obviously education is important <laughs> um mm-hmm. life, a lot of life's lessons that come through public school but as I work with my kids and I would say to any younger person, I'm, I am very, very, very pro thinking entrepreneurially as soon as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Um, even, um, and so the, what I would tell myself and what I tell my kids and is, is, is trying to uncover those passions and, uh, and, um, and going after some things in an entre- from an entrepreneurial sense. I actually have a podcast with my daughter. So my daughter is um, actually, and I'm like, uh, likely I'm the cause of this, but my, my, my daughter and my youngest son are dyslexic, severely dyslexic. And uh, which this is a whole nother, another episode, but, but I, it made, once I found that out, it made a lot of sense of my dislike of school. Like, I don't think I actually read a book all the way through in high school or college, but made it through. Uh, I don't know. So there's a skill on its own right there. But, um, but, but their challenge is there, but there's a lot of upsides to, to, to the way their brains are wired or just my, the way my son is wired. I'm just very trying to be, not that my parents weren't or my teachers weren't, but I'm trying to be extra attuned to their, that what they're passionate about and, and not, not less worried about what they're not good at and more worried about what their, their, their unique giftedness might be and, 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 and feed that thing hard. And so that's the advice I would have given myself back then. And, and now, so fast forward now, I mean, I can't read enough books now. I can't listen to enough podcasts. I can't get educated enough about topics because I, and when I hit my thirties, I found out what I really like to do. Um, so why you got to do education is good of all types. You got to do it. You got to be a part of it. Helping, helping, helping a younger version of myself getting, get kicking the tires on passions earlier. Um, and I think our schools, I mean, you guys can probably tell me better than that. I feel like our schools are a little more wired that way maybe than they were in the nineties um, on just on, on helping. And again, it matters. Maybe that a lot of people have stories that one teacher that cracks something open for you on, on how you see it, but thinking very, in this world we live in and the new, the new careers that people will have entrepreneurship is going to be really important. And so that's, I'm always, every kid I ever meet ever, I'm, I'm always like, well, is that a business idea? Is that something you could pursue on your own? Do you, you know, do you want to help? Do you want to give them a call? So I'm very happy to help kids and and, and anybody that's got an entrepreneurial idea to, to, to pursue it and not, not just lean on the, the standard education and standard path that, that well, I, frankly, doesn't exist as much anymore. It's not as a big of a conversation because our, <laughs> our world has gotten flipped side upside down a couple of times here. So um, um, from a career perspective and uh, so, yeah, so that, that Scott, that's what I would say is, uh, is, is find, finding passions earlier and feeding those and thinking entrepreneurially as an early, just keeping that idea in kids' minds as soon as humanly possible because everybody's really uh, is capable of, of, of doing that stuff mm-hmm. uh, in their own unique giftedness or unique passions and expertise. Yeah. Thank you. Very good. You know, Sam, as we, as we close up here, and uh, this has been great, and I, I want to give you 
one last chance. If you want to share anything with our audience about Varsity Bound and, you know, maybe just anything else that we haven't touched on. We haven't talked a lot about business stuff, you know, as far as your business and maybe, you know, something you want to tell us coming down the pike or just kind of the floor is yours to, to tell us anything you want to about Varsity Bound. And uh, again, we appreciate everything you do, but uh, there might be someone here listening that don't know a lot about what you do, but um, anything else you want to share from a business perspective uh, for our listeners? Yeah. And I will, I will share guys that uh, we do actually have a varsitybound.com has been updated here in the last week. So it does give some more clarity on, on what we're offering um, right now and how to, how to start to engage with us. And if you look at our, our varsitybound.com um, it, you know, what we're, what we're, what we're, what we're trying to do right now is, is first and foremost, we're engaging with athletic directors and we're trying to create an all in one place to help you be more efficient and effective with your time and what you're doing. And I know that's, that, that, that means a lot of things. And, and, and where we're starting out is we help design and, and or we help produce a website and a mobile app so that we're meeting the needs of what fans want today. All the while, putting that in the, in, in, a, in the normal way coaches do things. Coaches got to post scores. They got to keep track of stats somewhere, some way, somehow. In Iowa, uh, our coaches are very good at because they've been doing it for years. But if you're out of state, there's some place that people are, are keeping stats. There's some place that people are keeping scores. And there's some way in which they need to share that with people. And it's funny. So I talked to people out of state. Um, and, and, th- and actually, there's been a couple different people I've talked to that have been listening to this very show that have uh, – I've called or you guys have connected me to, which is greatly appreciated. And one of the questions I asked them is how do fans know about what's going on at your school? And undoubtedly everybody says, well, our district kind of has this one website or we kind of put some stuff out here and Twitter and Twitter's great. It's Twitter's a great tool and we need to use it, but that that's not a real great solution um, to the, to the amount of people that, that want to see stuff online today. And, and high school sports in general is just behind. A lot of them are behind because they didn't get the budget set for this. They just, or the AD they have isn't didn't necessarily think they're going to need to be a marketing technology guy by signing up for this job. <laughs> so as I'm sure you guys have felt, there's so many new things with this technological era and the way that people want to get messages. And um, it, it's a challenge. And so many ADs I talk to say, our kids aren't getting any messages in through email. You send something through email, got no chance. Um, nope. <laughs> and, uh, and we want it. And so with the, with a mobile app, as you guys have been using, we have a way, a new tool called notify that allows you to your coaches to send communication, just like a lot of other communication apps, but it's all within inside of varsity bound. So not only is it just a communication app, but it's got the schedules, it's got the scores, it's got all the information about other teams on there. So it's one place to do all that. Um, and then we've also connected social media um, so that, that when you post a score, it just goes out It goes out on all your platforms and it has a nice looking Twitter card. Um, and there's a number of other things there. So that's another efficiency that we saw. Okay, so coaches are posting scores. ADs need people to find them on all these places, social media, apps, and websites. That's where people are looking today. How can we make that simple? And right now, I mean, you guys will have baseball games tomorrow um, or softball games, and a coach will post a score. It'll hit your website. It'll hit your app. It'll hit social media. And you guys don't have to do anything. You, you don't have to do anything. And that's all now available for your public to see, for the media to see, for your coaches to have, your kids. 
And we, we, so we just started picking off some things where we could gain help you guys and your coaches gain some efficiencies down the road. Um, and Scott's done a really good job with this. He's gotten a lot of followers. So if you guys look across the varsity bound app and whether, whether you get, this makes you happy or not, Ankeny Centennial is winning right now. I can't, I cannot <laughs> catch him and it's killing me. <laughs> but Cedar Rapids Kenny has made a quite a run. That's well, made quite a run. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, but I can't lie. I can't lie. I go and look. And if we're behind, I send out a, I send out a tweet to get people to join. Yeah, but but then I look at my power rankings and I don't feel so good about myself. So, yeah, that's true. Yep. The, no. So there. Yeah. No. There's a little friendly competition going on there. But um. But with that, as 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 a lot of fans start to follow you guys in a unified place, it's it's you know you have a lot of Twitter followers. That's great. But that that you don't have as much unique connection to them through Twitter and we want to create a better direct connection um, in a modern way, which is through apps and through social and through push notifications and text messages where you guys can really um, um, communicate better. And then also the potential of unlocking sponsorship opportunities for fundraising for your, your kids and your program. It's, it's hard to monetize Twitter. You can try to do it. And there's some ways that people have done it, but we really think, over and, and we just got started. I mean, a lot of schools have started using this and telling people about it in the last year. But as we keep building and building and building, you can imagine, Scott, I mean, how many thousands of people are you going to have directly connected to Varsity Bound? I mean, I just like the fact that through the app, I'll be able to grow a database of people that I can actually now reach out to and just keeping them in, in the app and keeping them looking and then having that database to go back and use to help try to fundraise is huge. So I know we don't, you know, we don't have development part departments like colleges do. So I kind of feel like this could almost be kind of like our development platform. Well, absolutely. You have people that get connected now while, you know, got a lot of parents and kids that are giving it their all while they're in high school, but then they, when they're, when they graduate, it's hard to keep connected to them. And I think that will be a big piece of what we do. And like I, like I said, this is another example of listening to eighties, what they want. Uh, we can't make everything happen day one, but, but we never. But every single week, we're pushing some more code and doing some more things that are adding up, and that that's definitely, you know, another piece of that puzzle. So that yeah, so that whole idea of of helping you guys meet the needs of the fans and the media that want to see your stuff in a modern way, but also building a building a communication platform that's going to be arguably your most powerful one over time. And um, we worked on this project for probably eighteen months without really telling anybody about it because it took that long to build the infrastructure to make things happen the way they happen today. And we built it in a, in a, in a, with a long-term view. So for example, when Scott called me on his, one of his famous walks and said, Sam, can we handle these COVID screenings a different way? I'll be honest with you. We weren't, we were aware it was going to happen, but it was, I give Scott a ton of credit and, and for, for, for calling because we weren't, we weren't fully aware of everything that was going on. But once we did, we said, Oh, we can add that in. And then in, in a long weekend, we were able to build that. And it's because of the infrastructure of, of, of everything we built in the long-term vision we've had for ADs in the state of Iowa and obviously going to be ADs everywhere. It, that was easy to build. So we've got, we are days, like we are long weekends away from lots of features um, on the platform. And uh, so it's going to be a really fun time. Another one guys that we're adding here is levels. I think on um, the, um, Aaron, the MVC has started to um, um, have levels inside of this. So you're going to be able to have middle school, any level, um, yep. freshman, JV. And we've really thought long and hard on how to manage levels and how you, so if Scott's got a, 
a sophomore team that wants to play a freshman team or you have a JV team and a whatever you might name, you know, a freshman B team, all the different naming conventions and how you match it up and how you plan. We got a really good solution to that. It's taken us a while to get to the right solution, but we have that and that's, that's going to be released. So now middle school and other kids, and again, just another opportunity to get the, the school a lot more followers. And, um, when a kid gets on into your program as a ninth or as a ninth or excuse me, as a eighth or grader, or seventh grader, they're in our database forever. So the coaches aren't going to have to type their names in a hundred times and rosters are going to be just part of this system. They're going to be part of the long-term communication system as long as they're in there. So like I said, guys, when I said one of the things I valued is, is people that, you know, have, can look at a long-term view is, you know, selfishly it's because we have a really long-term view of, of solving, um, um, everyday problems that no aren't easy ones to solve, but know that over time we will be able to solve them. And again, appreciate the, the leaders of the state of Iowa here, both associations and union and, and, and a lot of the great ADs out there for hanging with us through the first couple of years. Cause I'm sure a number of people are like, what in the world are these guys trying to do with all of this? And, um, it's, it's, it's gaining more clarity, um, in the open now, um, because of interestingly, because of this COVID thing, honestly, is, 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 is kind of help, helped us show how we can flex our muscles in pretty short order to meet the needs of, of, of ADs in the state and coaches as well. Um, so yeah, so thanks Todd for letting me kind of share some of that. Cause we're pretty excited about where we're going. Um, and we have, uh, an, uh, and I'll have to invite you guys. I know Scott and Scott's been part of them before we're brainstorming about things. Cause we, we can hardly have face to face meetings. This whole working remotely thing is good for our team. Cause when we get face to face, we get too many ideas going and too many big things happening where we can't even pin them down to get to the next step. So we got to just get away from each other. And so yep. we do zoom and eventually we get tired of zoom. Like I'm sure everybody does. And um, <laughs> we say, ah, never mind. Let's just go to work now. Let's go do, let's go get that done. Um, but uh um, yeah, with a lot of, a lot of really, I mean, in, in the midst of having a company, right. That serves high school sports and there all of a sudden is no high school sports. You would think that that's real, real bad, Sam. Um, but actually it's helped us even sharpen our vision for what we want to do. It slowed us down. And I, and, and I know, um, and being able to talk to eighties that, you know, you guys don't slow down very often. And for a brief time, you're not slow now, but for a brief time, there was a slowdown and, we took advantage of that and talked to over a hundred coaches and in numbers of ADs across the state about things that they want to see done. And um, now we're, we're implementing those things and uh, um, you know, hopefully high school sports will be able to kick it strong here in the fall. We'll all be seeing how that works itself out. But um, yeah, for, for having a company that serves high school sports and with high school sports, probably not the idea of, of high school sports shutting down being a problem was not on our radar um, from a business perspective. <laughs> Um, but, uh, we've, I would say accelerated our vision and, 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 and even pushed harder and further than we ever thought we could get in 2020. So, um, thank you guys for having me and, and, uh, what you guys do and engaging with us. And I encourage those listening out there that, that, that we think we're pretty easy guys to talk to holler at us. Um, <laughs> we're trying to make things better. And I know that, and, and you guys, I'd love to hear just a little bit of your feedback because the reality of it is you, you got a lot going on. You got a lot of people calling you with ideas. You have a lot of people saying, try this, try that, do this, do that. And I get it. It's hard to pause your life for a moment and say, is this really going to be helpful? Um, and um, I'm just here to say, we're going for sure, we're going to be really helpful for AI with 80s. We're not going anywhere. So the sooner you want to the sooner you, you, you want to talk and engage and understand how to implement things, um, I really genuinely believe you'll benefit from it and um, we'll all benefit together. But 
has that ever happened before where you're getting called by a million people and you just can't, you can't hold it all in your head. I get it. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yes. Once or twice. <laughs> Once or twice. So. You know, I, I think one of the things that sticks out to me is you kind of share that Sam and, and you said, you know, COVID kind of let you flex your muscle a little bit, but I think the, the lesson there, I think for us, maybe personally, professionally, leadership wise, is that you prepare for that moment months and years ahead of time. You can't engage in the moment sometimes in the moment. Your muscles wouldn't have been ready. Mm -hmm. But you, you were prepared for that as a business because of the work you had done. And again, I, you've used it several times in that statement of thinking long-term, thinking long view, and never knowing when that moment is going to be there, but you guys were ready. And when the moment came, and this goofy guy from Newton who works at Anthony Centennial called you with an idea, you were able to make it happen because of the work you did months and years ahead of time. So that's a great lesson, I think, for all of us. That mm -hmm. uh, You just keep grinding. You keep working. And then when the moment presents itself, you're ready. So yeah. thanks for that example. Yeah, well said, Todd. Nope. Uh, the last thing I just want to to lead us with is the other question we ask each of our, our guests. Um, and that is, what is your why? And Sam, you can take this personally, you can say it professionally. Um, but what's your why? What, when your feet hit the floor in the morning, what gets you going? And why do you do what you do? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And, uh, boy, I think, uh, it can go back, I'll go a couple directions on this, but one, you know, after the stage three cancer stuff and the, the, the chemo and all that, I definitely, you know, we're, 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 we're all given some sort of purpose to be here and, and how we individual as individuals understand what that is and how we make that happen. Um, and for me, that's been through things in my community, um, through my family, um, interaction. And actually I'm part of a church that I help lead as well here in Ames. Um, and then, you know, a lot of my life it keeps circling around youth, youth sports coaching and, 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 and being able to work with leaders like you guys and, and, uh, how important it is to have good leadership and, and for families and development of people. And so I, I'm in the, I'm in the people development game and whether it's my own kids or it's, it's given back to my community or really the, the varsity bound software in our minds is just an extension of how we can the developers of athletes and, and being a, you know, a coach that sometimes is a dad that a kid doesn't have a dad um, or have a good influence in their life. And how can we be just play a small role and giving everybody a little more time and a little more orderly way of, of looking at that. And so, um, and, and that's our, not just myself, but our whole team shares in that vision. But, um, but yeah, that's a great question. I'd say my why it revolves around yep, helping leaving, leaving the, leaving the world a little bit better place every single day. And, uh, um, and, and, and helping and particularly yep, about helping people, you know, understand their giftedness and where they can plug in to, to make a difference in their, whether it's their neighborhood, their community or, um, entire state as we're involved in at number levels, but even broader if the opportunity. And as you mentioned, when you're able, ready to flex your muscles, are you ready? Um, have you prepared yourself for that? Um, is something that, uh, I think a lot about with my wife and we talk a lot about with our kids and, and our team and, um, that's a pretty good principle to follow. Yeah. Thank you. 
Scott, final comments. I just, I just want to thank uh, Sam and his team uh, for just being so responsive. I honestly don't know where we'd be with this screening without them. So I know, you know, your part of your vision, Sam, is that you're helping Iowa high school athletic directors, and I cannot thank you enough. Um, I think this screening um, app has been made it safer. We're not passing pens and papers back and forth. Um, our kids are doing it. They're using their, their devices. That's um, really intuitive. And I think it saved our coaches a lot of time. It saved um, myself as an athletic administrator a lot of time. So I can't thank you enough for taking this crazy guy's call on a <laughs> Saturday afternoon and then really making it happen within, you know, two weeks. So thank you so much. It does say Scott Jarvis on my phone when it calls. I see. <laughs> I even see. It's not like I just answer everyone's calls. So it I, I know what I'm getting yeah, sure. <laughs> It's like Dr. Emmett Brown. <laughs> now, Sam, you'll you'll need to work and learn the lesson the rest of us have learned. We, my phone doesn't say Scott Jarvis when it rings from him because I know I, I can't talk to Scott right now. I don't have time for that right now. No, I'm just kidding, Jarvis. I'm just kidding. Is that why you never answer my calls, Aaron? <laughs> I am just kidding, Scott Jarvis. Uh, Good stuff. Aaron, final thought. Well, I, I'll, I'll echo... Uh, what you guys have said, I mean, you guys have just been super responsive to us, Sam, um, not just with this, but with other things. You, I just appreciate any time you guys have engaged me in a conversation um, uh, about things that might be able to work with Varsity Bound and, and our perspective on it. So thanks for that. Um, I also want to say thanks for a statement you made tonight, and it kind of went by the wayside there maybe, but I really – I wrote it down actually three different times on my, on my notes here um, – because it's just got me thinking about some stuff. And I just appreciate this thought of you said, when the meeting starts to get loud and you start to think, oh boy, this thing's starting to get loud. You pause and you said, something good's about to come. And I just, I, I've been reflecting on that in terms of how often do we, it gets loud and it gets noisy. And instead of us saying, ooh, something big's coming, we want to stop the noise because it's making us uncomfortable. Um, and so I'm just, I don't know, that was an interesting statement you made tonight. I want to thank you for making that statement because I'm, it's spinning in the back of my head a little bit right now. Hmm. They, do get uncom they do get a little uncomfortable, especially when you got a couple of brothers in there. You're really not sure what's going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, but you think about that. How many times is all of a sudden, no, 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 stop. Because it, it, it's all of a sudden the noise is on top of you and you're like, oh, it's, I can't handle it. And you stop it before the good comes out of it. Yeah. So, anyway, thank you, Sam. Appreciate all your work. Yep. No, thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Well, Sam, again, it's been great to have you. Uh, thanks again for your time and all the time Varsity Bound gives to all of us. And uh, we appreciate you joining us on the podcast uh, this week. So, thank you very much and blessings to you and your family. Appreciate it. Nope. Yep. Thank you, guys. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk again here soon. Hopefully about something a little more sexy than a COVID screening thing. Maybe. Sometimes it's a simple thing, Sam. It is the simple thing. I do know that. It's the simple things in life. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate you tuning in. And uh, we hope you have a great week. Happy 4th of July. And uh, good luck with your games the next couple of weeks. And then tournament time's rolling around here pretty quick. So. Uh, check out uh, all of our sponsors, Varsity Bound, 
hometown ticketing and Gipper. Um, check into them if you need to schedule a demo or do anything with any of those sponsors. Uh, give them a call. They're all very responsive. And especially tonight, we want to thank Varsity Bound for everything they've done for us in the state of Iowa and beyond. So thank you, everyone. Be blessed.